Do you know what your love language is? Yeah, it's physical touch, but don't reach over here and touch me. <laughs> There's like a business degree with a focus on entrepreneurship. And I'm like, the real entrepreneurs aren't here. The real entrepreneurs are out there being an entrepreneur. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the G3 Podcast. I'm Tanner, here with my co-host Chase Christie. What's up? Um, today we're going to kind of give you guys a little bit of a background of uh, where we came from and then give you where we're at now and where we're going. But we also wanted to give you the reason why we're doing a podcast. Yeah. You're like, why are these dudes doing a podcast? So um, we're going to kind of go into that a little bit. And then uh, there's probably going to be a bunch of off-topic and random things that we'll talk about, but we'll see how that goes. Yep. So We have a... A sign language sign for focus. And so if one of us starts going off on a tangent, the other person does this sign. And it's like putting blinders on is kind of the signal. Focus. Yeah. Try to keep each other on track here because we're both, I think, have ADHD. So we get off. Probably. Pretty bad. Undiagnosed. Yeah. So. If we grew up in today's world, we definitely would have been diagnosed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll kind of give the background a little bit on why we're doing a podcast. And, um. Just kind of go into why, Chase, why are you doing this podcast, man? Yeah, um, so actually on my way out here to the to the barn of so many cool things to do, <laughs> uh, the podcast room and the gym right outside, uh, but on my way out here, uh, listening to a podcast between Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan, and they're talking about, actually in this snippet that I was listening to, uh, which is kind of like... Is it coincidental? Was it destiny? Yes. Who knows? It's destiny. Uh, but they're talking about the importance of conversation and how if you go a long time without having a meaningful conversation, um, you start not feeling very good. You start not feeling like yourself. It's like, what is life really about? Um, so part of it for me is just sitting down with a good friend um, and having that meaningful conversation outside of the hey how was your day hey how's the weather how was, how was work, work? that's yeah. like that small talk stuff which there's a time and the place for that but i think i was yearning for a more deep conversation and i think especially in this world with the lack of um quality content that's being released i think other people are yearning for it too yeah um, having that deep conversation and meaningful conversation and taking our chaotic thoughts, especially you and I, um, <laughs> and voicing them and solidifying them, seeing if it's a thought that's mm -hmm. worth like refining thoughts is the best way I can put that. Um, let's take what's in our head, put it out there, see if it can survive. If it survives, great. If it doesn't, maybe it's a, maybe it's a better thought afterwards and you can carry that better and newly refined thought right. forward into your life and apply it accordingly. Yeah. And applying it and just being able to grow with it yeah, um, and grow like as we learn together and whoever else we bring on the podcast <clears throat> and see, you know, what, what their opinions are and where they came from, their background, what nuggets do they have, you know, yeah. um, of knowledge, if mm -hmm. you will, um, to share with us that we can, we can learn from and then also pass along to everybody else that wants to listen. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why we're the name growth yep. three growth cubed. And comes from off off mic earlier you're saying like hey it's a one-stop shop we're not we're not just going to talk about fitness we're not mm -hmm. just going to talk about god we're not just going to talk about books and podcasts like 
gonna kind of talk about all of it because yeah. we're deeply invested in all of it i mean you have god knows how many dollars in gym equipment right outside yeah. the door over here like you're about it yeah. um every morning even with kids no excuses yeah so. good times <laughs> good times gets a little cold out there sometimes yeah. like a lot especially Turn on now. that jet heater Jeez. yeah so but um the growth comes from uh, mind, body, and spirit. That's where the three comes from. So the G3 podcast. Yeah. Y'all, y'all hear us refer to it as that G3. Like, yeah. Welcome to the G3 podcast. And that's growth cubed. Yeah. Growth so that's where three. that derives <laughs> yeah. from. And then, um, so we'll kind of go through a little bit of our background just briefly yeah. and then kind of go into, um, how we took, like we both took different paths, but we ended up kind of in the same spot at the end of a couple of years. Um, so go ahead, Chase. What do you got? Where'd you come from, man? Um, man, it's like, how far do you go back on something like this? Uh, but I think to give y'all a better idea on like who I am and why I am the way I am. Why (laughs) I am. I am what I am. (laughs) It's a good shirt. Um, I learned pretty early on, um, that a lot of life isn't as serious as many people make it out to be. Um, and don't get me wrong, there are serious topics. There mm-hmm. are things that require attention. There are things that require respect. Um, but like this morning, for example, on my way over here, I bit into a burrito and the burrito <laughs> dumped a ton of grease on my jeans, uh, which I have. I'm wearing this pair of jeans because I got a grease stain on another pair of jeans <laughs> from a different burrito. It's like there's a pattern here. But it didn't even phase me. Um, like just a pair of jeans, get over it. Um, and I think that came from, and this isn't a petty story, but that came from my parents divorced at a pretty early age Mm -hmm. at a time when, um, from a psychology standpoint and development, you have like critical periods and sensitive periods and critical periods are like, you need to develop, um, in this specific way in Mm -hmm. this range or else it's not really going to happen later on. And sensitive periods are like, it'd be great if you could like develop in this certain way in this time, but it's not going to like detrimentally affect you down the road. Um, And that happening at the age it did. And my dad was always really truthful with me on like why things happened. Um, So as a fifth grader, I learned a lot of things that maybe a fifth grader shouldn't know. Yeah. Uh, But on the same token, uh, my dad was always really honest with me and that carried into a healthy relationship as a young adult with him. Um, and going through high school, I was always like decently athletic and decently smart. Um, but it came like junior, senior year of high school, school was getting pretty tough. Um, taking like some dual, dual credit AP classes, uh, as far as like athletics went, um, I felt like I was giving my best like in a day, day in and day out and not really reaping the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. And so at that point in my life, I learned like, Hey, you can work hard. Uh, but that doesn't always mean it's going to work out for you. But fast forward to first year in college and I was working hard and I was seeing the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to West Texas, West Texas A&M University for my undergrad. I got it in health sciences. And as I was going throughout, I had the aspirations of uh, becoming a physical therapist. And so everything I did in undergrad was geared towards that. Um, kids were staying up, play, staying up late playing video games. I was in the library Friday night by myself <laughs> studying. 
um, kids were out partying. Um, there were times, like, don't get me wrong, there were times where I would uh, in self-indulge, call it, and yeah. play some games. Or I'd go out with my friends to a movie, things like that. Like, it wasn't just day in and day out studying, but for the most part, like... You knew um, what you had to do. I knew what I had to yeah. do, and I knew what, what grades I needed to get to get to where I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. And my advisor, he's actually the dean of the college um, of nursing and health sciences, and... I was asking for advice, like moving forward. And he said, look at what everyone else is doing and do the exact opposite. Cause most college kids don't get it. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I looked around <laughs> me. Most people were partying. Most people were staying up late. No, being idiots. So I did the opposite. Um, I think what you said though, really quickly to just yeah. point something out here. You had, you said that you knew where you were going now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big key. Something that I learned later on Yeah. is like, have, like, which I'll tell my story in a minute, but I just kind of wing it most of the time. And so like just recently I start to set like a goal. Yeah. And I think that's a big key in life that you just say like, Hey, I'm going here. And even if I don't hit that, if I get three quarters of the way or if I end up a little bit to the right or a little bit to the left, you still have something you're aiming at. Yeah. And I think that kind of helps you from what I see from the outside looking in. I see that kind of helped you because you knew like, Hey, this is where I'm going. So that way, you know what the work is going to look like between here and there. So you were mentally prepared. So it wasn't as easy to get distracted. And it's easy to, when you're aimless, kind of like you were just discussing, like if you don't have an aim to go at, if you're aimless, it's easy to feel that life is meaningless. Yeah. Like, well, no crap. You're not aiming at anything. You're not striving for anything. Uh, If I wasn't doing that, I would feel that life was pretty meaningless as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But 2017 started applying to PT schools. um, And it... I just did a shotgun application because one, um, at this point I still hadn't taken my GRE, which is graduate ready readiness exam. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the ACT getting into college or SAT. Um, and started applying, took that test. Uh, and part of that, it, it gets pretty interesting because I was debating on not applying to PT school, but I had a really bad day at work and I was like, I can't do this for another three years. And part of the process I was in was actually like, um, making sure that PT school is what I really wanted. So I was like dabbling in a lot of different things like landscaping, um, roofing, managing stuff, insurance. A little bit um, of everything. So I dabbled in a little bit of everything to like make sure that physical therapy school is what I wanted to do. Um, cause I didn't want to spend three years, a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of effort and end up doing insurance afterwards. Yeah. Like, I could have just saved a lot of time and money. Um, but 2017 started applying and the end of 2017, um, got an interview at Hardin Simmons, mm-hmm. which is in Abilene, Texas. Actually, actually really liked that school. Like the professors, they're about to have a brand new building. They, they'd built like this pharma, this pharmaceutical company had come into Abilene Abilene had dumped it like a whole lot of money into building a building for them. And then they just bounced. And so Harden Simmons, Harden Simmons was like, we'll take it. And they're going to make <laughs> it their physical therapy building, which is pretty stoked about that. Um, right after that interview, I actually got an email from UTMB, which is the university of Texas medical branch. And they offered me an interview. Um, a brief story on this, I was actually like 15 years old. My dad and I were like driving through Galveston, which mm-hmm. is where UTMB is located. I was looking out and I've always like had a 
yearning to live on an island. I've always had a um, the desire to live on an island. I like the palm trees, like the beach, like the ocean, things like that. And we we're driving through Galveston, and I told my dad as a 15 year old, I was like, I'm gonna live here someday. And he goes, Whatever. <laughs> so I uh, went down to UTMB and interviewed, and um, that was a Friday, Saturday. And that Tuesday, they got back to me with a response saying that they'd like to offer me a seat. And so I was sitting there. I was like, okay, got offers. And I was really relaxed going into that because by the time I had gone down to that interview, Harden Simmons had offered me a seat. So I went into my UTMB interview like super laid back, super (laughs) relaxed. uh, And it really allowed me to truly be myself. And I think there's something to be said for that. And we can dive further into that in a later episode. Um, But I was truly relaxed, truly myself. And they liked that. And that was part of my decision in choosing to go to UTMB. They yeah. saw the real true me, the r- relaxed state me. Relax um, Chase. Yeah, relax Chase, what's up? <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, and so I had to sit down and decide between these two schools. And in the meantime, had an offer from OU for an interview. And I was like, dang. Yeah, but come on. out-of-state tuition is ridiculous. <laughs> um, and... I was asking around because Harn Simmons was a private school, so it was going to be like double what UTMB cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked around, I was like, well, is the degree going to be worth double? Like when I get out into the workplace, am I going to be able to make double money? Like, or at least more <laughs> with this degree. And I asked around, asked around, asked around. I was like, no, like a PT degree is a PT degree. Yeah. Like you get the license, practice. You're not going to be any better off one way or the other, really. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'll save some money. The big catch there is Galveston's a long way away from home and I haven't left Canyon since I was in kindergarten. (laughs) So that was tough, but ended up going to UTMB, um, experienced. I went down there thinking that I was the best thing since sliced bread and about five weeks in, I discovered that I wasn't the best thing since sliced bread. Um, real life (laughs) in PT school, anything like, or at UTMB anyways, pretty much anything below an 80 is failing. Um, to kind of put that into perspective and, but I wasn't worried about that. I was like, man, I've made like three B's my entire life. Like those are B's not C's. Well, there's something called week five at UTMB. I don't know if there other schools do this, but it's seven exams and practicals in like a five day period. Not exactly setting you up for success. Uh, they said they weren't weeding us out, but I was like, it's clear you're trying to weed us out. And after week five, I had failed all but one of those seven <laughs> things. So, and because there's only five classes, but there, in some classes you had like a written exam and a practical, mm-hmm. and that's what resulted in seven things in a five day period. And I was sitting in church and I was like devastated, not knowing what I was going to do. Um, and I actually prayed, like, God, if, if you want me to become a physical therapist, I pray that you allow that to happen. Uh, but if that's not in the cards, if you think I can better serve you somewhere else, just that's fine. Like, it's going to hurt me a little bit from a pride standpoint. Um, that's fine. But please make the next path clear. Or at mm-hmm. least give me a direction on what to do next. And I prayed that prayer multiple times a day, every day, <laughs> for three years. <laughs> please tell me what we're um, doing. And came out of it, and honestly, dude, it wasn't, I, I grew a lot closer to God in that time, mm. um, 
because I know when I, there were several times I submitted a test and I was like, that's it for me. Like I'm done. Like I'll go home, pack my bags, <laughs> figure out a job in insurance, I guess. I don't know. Um, and there's definitely one and it was in anatomy and it was like the second exam. And I submitted that, submitted that t- test. And I was like, that's a 40 and there's no <laughs> way, there's no way I can dig myself out of that. Um, so I started, I, I kept on preparing cause I still had other exams to get ready yeah. for, but it was like pretty much like, that's it. And I got my score back and it was an 83 and I'm like, that was not me. That's a really good number. <laughs> Your football number. <laughs> got it back and it was an 83. And, I, and at that point in time, I was like, that's God because that very clearly wasn't me. Like yeah. you were guiding the mouse as I was clicking answers on a computer screen. Uh, finished that, got through all my clinical rotations and which I had really cool clinical rotations, by the way, I was at Memorial Hermann for my first one, uh, Baylor St. Luke's for my second one and UTMB MD Anderson for my third one. Like these are top dogs in the Houston area, really in the entire Texas area. One of them was in the Texas medical center. Um, got all that taken care of, moved back and started studying for, I laugh every time I talk about this. (laughs) Started studying for my board exam. And they recommend, like, it's a little bit different for everyone, but they're like, give yourself three months, 12 weeks. And I got back and I looked at the calendar. I'm like, well, I've got five weeks (laughs) (laughs) to get ready for the biggest test of my life. So locked myself in a room, studied until I couldn't study anymore, worked out, showered, studied until I couldn't study anymore, and went to sleep. Did that every day for five weeks. And extremely nervous going into it because I was like, probably like, if you want to look at it from a GPA standpoint, bottom half of my class, if you want to look at it from a, having a good time, like hanging out with my friend standpoint, I was like top five. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about balance. It's all about uh, so I was a little bit intimidated going into this test, but ended up doing like really well on it. Actually, <laughs> I used every minute of that. Gosh, how many hours was that? five hours it was a long time um i'm kind of traumatized by it still because it's such a long and difficult test 250 questions and got that taken care of and started working at a place called empower pt and performance Mm -hmm. um as a physical therapist got my doctorate in physical therapy which is pretty cool um and i get to work with individuals all the way from learning how to walk after a stroke to, Hey, I want to improve upon my deadlift and my back squat, my overhead yeah, press, yeah. my pull-ups, my hand clean, my snatch, all of that stuff. <laughs> Which is like right so, up your alley. So yeah. for people that don't know Chase, he's like, how, how tall are you, dude? Six, four, six, four. And yeah. you weigh what now? Two forty-five. Yeah. 50, and this man is stacked, <laughs> stacked, bro. <laughs> so it's like right up his alley. Like it's perfect. Yeah. And it's, I like the variety in it in my day-to-day life. And it's something I'm really passionate about. I truly believe in exercise and lifestyle modifications. Um, They actually found that like 70% of all medical costs in the United States could have been prevented um, with just lifestyle modifications. So like working out, eating, eating eating decent, getting your sleep, getting sunlight, having meaningful interactions with people. All these are like prognostic indicators and how healthy a person was. So that's why I believe in it. (laughs) It's like if these things and we can jump into all that stuff later because I get pretty amped up about it. 
Um, but to give you like from an insurance standpoint and like medical spending, 1% of spenders are responsible for more than 20% of all the money spent. Dang. The top 1% of like spenders in like healthcare account for more than 20% of total cost. So the people that just believe that they're always sick are always sick. Stuff like that and people who aren't taking care of themselves. Yeah. Like they're not. So getting, take care of yourself. <laughs> they're not, they're not active. They're not yeah. eating right. They're not taking care of their bodies. They're not taking care of their minds. They're not taking care of their spirits. Yeah. These people are sick and they're responsible for, or they account for more than 20% of all medical cost yeah. every year. Which is expensive, ridiculous. dude. Dude, you're talking like trillions of dollars. Why? Just work out, get a gym membership. Monthly membership is yeah. so much easier. And it doesn't have to be like bitch squat deadlift. Like go in. Walk on the treadmill. Oh, well, actually, I take that back. It, you need some deadlift and some squat. <laughs> I'm not, and I've got studies to back that Don't up. Don't miss leg day. <laughs> but it's extremely important. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like where I came from and the why I'm here. And I, I truly believe that as we go through and as we gain more experiences in life, we become more of who we're supposed to be more yeah. of who we're meant to be. And if we don't seek out those new experiences and if we don't e seek out those new challenges, you don't fully grow into who you're supposed to be. And that's kind of like tragic sounding. Like you hear the definition of, of hell is meeting the person that you could have become hmm. like, man, that hits me pretty hard. So going through these new experiences, having these conversations, um, solidifying my thoughts, testing them in the waters and see it, seeing if yeah. they survive. Um, that's a lot of the why and just being willing to grow. Yeah. And being open to growth. And I, I've always wondered like, why do I wake up and want to be better? What, where does that come from? I don't, I don't have an answer for it, yeah. but like, why do I wake up and go to work? Why do I wake up on a Saturday and do a podcast like this? What, like why? And I honestly don't know. Maybe as we go throughout this, we'll, we'll discover that. Yeah. And that's, that's something worth noting too. Like, this is as, as much us providing like knowledge and experiences to others as much as it is, as it is us growing ourselves. Right. So, uh, transitioning out of me because it's, I really don't like talking about me. I like, talk, <laughs> let's talk about I'm you. The opposite. <laughs> let's talk about you and I will just sit here and listen. Yeah. Um, but I want to jump into like Tanner's backstory. Um, so I went the full college route. Like I went as far as I could with my education. Yeah, yeah. Um, you went the work experience route. Mm. Um, what What are your thoughts on that? Like, tell us a little bit about you and your what you've gone through. Yeah. So um, basically, I went. Chase and I both went to the same high school. Uh, we both played football together. We know each other for a long time. Well, the correction: Tanner <laughs> played football. I stood you on the sideline and did, bro, you had I did a couple calf plays. raises. <laughs> you had a couple plays. I made one tackle and one catch, I'm pretty sure. That's, That's like good. the extent of my That's high school career. That's good. 100% catching, right? What up? Yeah, what's up? So, um, yeah, we've known each other for a long time. Um, played football together and stuff like that. So, we kind of go back through workout. We had, I think we were workout partners, like, probably three out of the four years that we were there anyway. Yeah. We were about the same, like, weight, and we could all bench the same and everything. So anyways, we've uh, worked out together uh, countless times and all kinds of stuff. So we've always kind of had these deep conversations. So that kind of 
it's always been there, you know, but we just never were like, hey, let's talk about this in public where everybody else can hear like our opinions and stuff. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I'm getting off topic here, but going back to the school. So I graduated high school and um, in my family we have, there's uh, four kids. I'm the oldest. And so um, we were kind of looking at college and if I wanted to go play football or, you know, what do I want to even do and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't have like a clear path of like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Um, and I think a lot of people do that like as they graduate high school. And as they get closer to the end of their like high school career, they kind of share that same outlook as like, I don't know what I'm doing or where I'm going. Yeah. Um, so they kind of, it's kind of just up in the air. And a lot of people go to school and they may not admit it, but they waste a lot of money, you know, Dude. just going just to go. Yeah. And um, I didn't want to do that because, like I said, there's four of us in my family, four kids. So I didn't want the other three to be not able, you know, if I was, you know, spending all the money going to school and I didn't even know what I wanted. Yeah. So that kind of played a, um, a big factor. Um, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. But we were taken care of. My, You know, my dad worked hard and we had money, but it wasn't like, just whatever you want, son, just go get it. You know, we're, yeah. we're, uh, we're limited. We're, get, you know, we had to buy groceries and that's, that's what we have money for. Yeah. Um, so when it came down to college, that played a, played a big role. It was like, dude, we don't have enough money just to go blow it on something you don't know and you don't even know what you want, you know? Yeah. And so that's I didn't, a, that's a hard sell to make. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, hey, I want to go to college, but I have no clue what I, not even the faintest idea yeah. of what I want to do. And so I was like, dude, I don't know. I kind of just stood up in the air and I said, Okay, like if I get a scholarship for football, I'll go. Yeah. And if I don't, then I'm not going. Yeah. And I had a couple of like different looks and stuff, but it wasn't like enough to make it worth it to go to to actually break it down and go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like the last week of school, I got a job offer um, from a buddy of mine, and he he said, "Man, I got a company that's growing pretty big. You know, um, they're needing a lot of help. There's an opportunity you can work with the engineers and be a surveyor." Um, kind of help out those guys. So I was like, okay, weigh that option, you know. And then uh, graduated and went straight to work like the next week because, uh, I mean, like I said, I didn't have a college game plan. Yeah. So I was like, well, I remember that period in our lives though. And I was like, you're buying a lot of cool stuff. I was like, dang, <laughs> just, just going to college. Yeah. I was actually at landscaping at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But you're making like money, money. You know, like buying new game gaming consoles and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> all the penny maybe stuff. I shouldn't go to college. <laughs> all the little stuff. <laughs> I bought some uh, new tires for my truck, you know, like stuff yeah. like that. New radio, some subs and stuff like that. But no, I went, uh, went the work, work and experience route. Um, I went straight into construction though. So that kind of plays a, a factor into it. Yeah. So going through construction, I was there for like right at three years, between three and four years. <laughs> Um, learned just like anything I could. My dad always like reminded me and told me throughout my like early career was like, dude, you didn't go to college. So like make this be your college, learn yeah. anything you can just be a sponge and soak it up, but you're yeah. getting paid to go to college. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of took that, um, uh, that whole mindset and was just like, okay, I'm going to soak it up. Whatever I can yeah. learn. Anytime somebody said, Hey, you want to learn how to do this? Yep. Dude. Yeah. And, and hats off to your dad for like not shoving college down your throat because he could have and you would have ended up with a lot of student loans and you probably would have ended up doing the same thing that you're doing right now anyways so kudos to him for like stepping out of the mold of most parents of our generation because most parents in our generation were like go to college or else you're gonna be a failure yeah so like hats off for him to like 
for seeing past that and like still encouraging you to learn as if it was college right just Not without just spending the money work your so, life away yeah. but to actually like learn something that's off to you pastor dad yeah pastor dad what's up <laughs> Would you say, would you say that your dad was a big influence in like not going to college or would you say, or would you say that there are any other influences on not going to college or was that like majority your decision? Like looking out for your younger siblings, understanding that you don't know really what you want to do. So why waste the money? Like what would be like the percent breakdown on influence for that decision? I think one, like the, the biggest, like percentage if you will would be i hate school i can't sit still fair i cannot dude i have to be doing something all the time and i got in trouble all the time for like drumming on my desk or like getting up and going to the trash can 20 times because i'm like i'm bored man just give me something to do um well so you would do that and then i would get in trouble for it it. that (laughs) also would happen so that's where that's like the biggest percentage but and then the next percentage would be like i don't even know what i want to do so i know i don't like school i know i don't want to know what i want to do yeah. And my dad but, was like, then you can go to work and go back to college in a couple of years if you want. Like, yeah. it doesn't don't, have don't to be force now. something if you're like, if all the arrows are pointing away from college, yeah. don't force college. And that plays a big role like now into my life. That's kind of funny because I'm in a situation right now. It's the same exact same. Don't force it. You know, you just, hey, man, if the doors open, you want to walk through it then go through it. But don't force anything, you know, yeah. just kind of just have patience and see kind of like let the situation play itself out. But that's that's another topic. But I went uh, went to work there and worked there for, like I said, three, three and a half years. Um, learned how to deal with people really well because construction's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, typically. Wide variety of people you're dealing with. Yeah. Like the big and wigs of, and the. And then in and out of prison and stuff. Yeah. The, the big wigs and the convicts and everything yeah. else in between. And then everything in between. Yeah. So you kind of. You learn how to deal like you could say certain things to certain people and like you have to per- you have to say it a different way to somebody else and kind of like yeah just like you just learn people skills really quickly and i feel like some people would take what you just said like oh you're being two-faced like no i'm adapting to the people around me yeah. like i can't speak to my grandma the same way that i speak to my gym bro like yeah it's not being false or fake or two-faced it's like no i'm still the same person i just have to speak to certain people differently yeah it's a whole whole reason we have love languages like yeah that's true tanner i don't know what your love do you know what your love language is yeah it's physical touch but don't reach over here and touch me Mm, (laughs) that's my that's my last one actually really yeah uh my first one is um quality time yeah and the whole reason in having those is so that you can treat people the way that speaks most to them. Mm-hmm. Like I might get you a gift, but what you've been wanting all along is for me to touch you. Stay over there, please. <laughs> Dude, I'm reaching across the table. So hold me back. Yeah. So that kind of plays into it though, is everybody's has different personalities, yeah. you know? So when you break it down, it's, I can talk to my buddy Josh a certain way and mm-hmm. I can talk to you a certain way. Yeah. Both my buddies, but it's like, he has, his background is different than your background, yeah. you know? So anyways, I learned that. That's like the main takeaway from that job that I learned is just people skills and then how to work hard, obviously, because I was, I was like, I worked, worked out hard in football, you know, mm-hmm. I like studied a little bit and stuff for school, but never like had to like work, work. And, um, so when I worked, went to work there, they were like, you think the day's over at five o'clock and that's a lie. <laughs> it's like, you're there till sometimes like seven, eight, nine o'clock. 
because a water line busted, you know, yeah. and you're out there digging and you're in the mud and it's cold and it's dark and you're like, yeah, I remember that. Sucks. Like we'd be hanging out and you'd get a call and you're like, dude, I have to go. Yeah. I'm like Friday night, Saturday night. And you're like eight or nine o'clock at night. And you're like, I have to go to work. I'm like, what? Yeah. It just depends on what happens. Yeah. So you learn that pretty quick, which is, I think is a good thing to learn early because then it doesn't hurt you as bad whenever you're older. You know yeah. what I mean? So like now that I'm a little older, um, looking back at that, I'm grateful that we did that when I was younger because straight out of high school, you go to the completely opposite in the spectrum. Like you get out at 345 every day. Dude, I think to, about that a lot. Actually, I'm like, dude, we had so much extra time. My day used to be over at four. Yes. Outside and, of football. Yeah. But, but, and then now it's like sometimes seven, eight o'clock and you're mm-hmm. like, just getting dude, home, sucks. eat dinner, go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. And so you learn that pretty quickly, but I, I was grateful that I did that like earlier on and not, you know, now, just now hitting that aspect of it. Dude. And I would say that undergrad anyways was even worse than high school. Cause you'd have like, there are some days like one semester I didn't have class, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I only had a class on Tuesday, Thursday. Dang. And so like talk about having to like be good with time. Cause I was still in a full, full cap, full course load at that point. Yeah. Um, so it's like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday weren't off days. Monday, Wednesday, Friday were like take care of stuff for Tuesday, Thursday because I was yeah. in class from sunup to sundown. But it's very tempting, like <laughs> just three o'clock in the afternoon to dip and go to the gym for four hours, yeah, like which I did sometimes or something. Yeah, take a nap. I took a lot of naps in college, actually. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, we didn't have any naps when I was working. Yeah. <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> but um, yeah, I went from working there, and then I did, I just felt something like, hey man, I need to do something different. I need to like invest myself, invest in myself. Yeah. You know, was and, there, uh, was there something that caused that? Where was it like bad day at work? And you're like, I've got to do something about this. Or was it started a relationship with your wife? Like, man, I need to invest myself so I can give more from a well. Yeah. That is me. Um, so, was know, there we, something that caused that realization or that revelation? I think that, uh, my wife does play a role into that. Um, because she believes in me pretty, pretty heavily. Yeah. So she's always like, dude, you can do it. When stuff, I'm like, I don't know, you know, maybe she's like, no, you got it. You got it. Um, which is pretty cool to have that, you know, at home. But at the same time, I was just tired of like every day is like drama and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that plays a part into it. And then, you know, you go home and like that, you get a call at nine o'clock and you're like, are you kidding me, dude? Again? Yeah. We just did this yesterday, you know? And so it kind of plays it's all, like a combination of a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, it all plays just in, life so you in just, general. Over months, you're just thinking like, I could do this, or I could go do this, or I could go work for this guy, or Dude. I could go help this guy. And it's so interesting because that realization that you had, how old were, would you say you were when this happened? Like ballpark estimate. 20. So that realization you had as a 20-year-old is like the life work of some of the greatest, you don't realize it, but that's the life work of some of the greatest philosophers of all time. And what I mean by that is, they're trying to figure out what is the purpose of humans? Like, why are we here? Yeah. Um, and from a Christian standpoint, the answer is pretty clear. Like, yeah, yeah. love God, love your neighbors. There it is. Um, glorify and spread the gospel. Glorify God, spread the gospel, things like that. But outside of that, like, what is our meaning? What is our purpose? And they argued that it was like, take what you're good at and capitalize on it. Uh, the fancy way that one of them said it was, cultivate your faculties. Yeah. So find what you're good at and you can only find what you're good at by trying, things. by trying a lot of different <laughs> things, which we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, and you can only find that after 
trial and error. And then once you find it, run with it. Yeah. So what you figured out at 20 years old is what Socrates figured out at 80. Like, <laughs> you just don't realize. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. So that's kind of, that kind of started to click around that age. Um, cause I got married when I was 20. So yeah, that was a little bit somewhere in there. Anyways. Yeah. So I worked there for a while and then, um, shortly after I got married, um, I started a company, I quit and left and started an advertising company, which yeah. just furthered my experience in dealing with people. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing a theme here. Yeah. I like people. Um, so what's crazy though, back this up real quick. I can hear my like whole family being like, you liar. Cause whenever I was working there in the construction, it really made me like kind of jaded to people because yeah. a lot of people would turn around and stab you in the back. It's yeah. just a rough crowd, you know? Yeah. And so a lot of times I was coming from work like defeated and I was like, dude, I don't like, I can't stand people, you yeah. know? And so I kind of had like this terrible view and that, that also played a little bit of a role into me leaving is like, dude, this is negative all the time. Like I just feel negative every day when I go home and I don't think that's healthy. And that slowly just like yeah, Chinese water torture just slowly like <laughs> yeah. makes you go insane. Yeah, because you can do it for a little while. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. like as soon as you hit negative in your job, just leave. But yeah. you need to work through some things. But after if you tell like it's actually affecting your life every day, yeah, it's time to figure something out, you know? And that, that's what I tell people. They're like, so physical therapy, that's pretty cool. I'm like, I absolutely love it. And I described kind of what I described earlier, but I'm like, it's still a job. Like, yeah. There's still good days and bad days. I just found something where there's more... More good. good days than bad. Yeah. yeah. And taking that. But that's kind of where, um, what kind of drove me to starting a company yeah. um, and the advertising stuff. I didn't do really well in it. I found out I wasn't very good at advertising. Uh, but you would have never known if you hadn't tried. Yeah. And I, I tried it for, I think, like a year, year and a half, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, and in that time, we had our first kid. Mm. And so I was wow. like, the pressure is kind of on, you know, like, okay, now we got a family too. So now I got to pay the bills like yeah, a little better than just scraping by. Yeah. Um, so I started another company with some partners, um, some buddies of mine and we were doing dirt work and septic systems and silt fence, yeah. all kinds of stuff. I remember when you went down to, was it Dallas to get your like sewage system? Um, San Antonio. Yeah. San I got Antonio. my license okay. for installer one. So like a septic system, I can put one in. Okay. Um, but yeah, we went to San Antonio and took that class and everything and yeah. got licensed there. But, um, it was a totally different just experience cause it was like going back to the construction realm, but yeah. now it's kind of like my own, like a little piece of my own. Yeah. Um, and throughout that, that kind of, uh, like owning my own company, I was bouncing ideas off of another buddy of mine. Um, it's owned companies for quite a while and, yeah. uh, he's been pretty successful. Um, so I'd meet him for lunch and stuff and ask him tons of questions to just, you know, pick his brain. And, uh, he kind of became a little bit like a mentor to me, just giving me just insight in business and stuff, yeah. which really like piqued Dude, my that's interest. Invaluable. Yeah. Which like, really peaked. And maybe he'll come on this podcast at some point. Yeah. He might, if I ask him, but just tons of good insight, like on business. And, uh, I ended up going to work for him later. Which some of you are like, what? He was, he was helping you in business and you went to work for him instead? But like between that time, we had a second, we had our second child, you know? Yeah. And so it was kind of like, okay, well, we found out we were second, we were, we were pregnant with our second child. Yeah. And then I started working for that guy and we had our second child like very shortly after. Yeah. Um, so I went back to work for somebody, but to make a lot more money than what I was making on my own. Yeah. Um, and we knew kind of like my wife and I had been planning, like, we want to have, you know, 
land for the kids to grow up on. I want to have a shop at some point. I want to have cows. I want to have, you know, all the stuff that we're like, that we have now. Yeah. We kind of had a goal, like what you said, like, I want to get here in life. Um, and so we kind of knew where we were going and we knew this is the fastest track to get there. Yeah. And so we hopped on that train and just rode it and it was like, got us further than what we would have been if we were doing it on our own. Yeah. Um, but looking back at like, I just left there a couple months ago and yeah. it's like, it was a very good learning experience once again, how to deal with people and how to like, I still work really hard. You've brought up work, working hard a little bit. And I, I, I want to like jump into that and elaborate that, explore that a little bit. What, what is working hard to you when you say I was working hard or that guy's working hard? Like what are three attributes or three? Yeah. What are three attributes of working hard? So like for me, what I, my like normal, I guess normal, that's not really normal for a lot of people is, uh, I'm there like earlier. Like I get there before the sun comes up usually, uh, because that's when I can do like my best thinking for the day because nobody's bothering me. You know what yeah. I mean? Nobody's up and calling me and trying to get stuff figured out. So I have a couple hours of like silence and darkness to kind of walk product and look at stuff. And so I was building homes. So I'd go be walking houses and it'd be dark. I was using a flashlight. Yeah. Um, and then like the houses that had power, obviously I'd be going in there and looking at stuff and making lists and trying to figure stuff out. Um, but doing that all day, you don't like, you just totally blow through lunch most of the time. Cause you're just going, yeah. Dylan making as many phone calls as you can, trying to get stuff lined out and just being like productive. So like, I know by the end of the week I have to close this many houses. How many can I get done today or tomorrow? So mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about them later. Yeah. And so you just try to like get ahead of everything, get ahead, just always trying to get ahead. The problem with that, that I learned is you never really get ahead because okay. you get ahead on some stuff, but then there, then you're, you know, you're looking at the next one going, well, I need to get ahead there. Well, I need to get ahead there. Well, there's no success of, oh, I'm ahead. <sighs> All right. I and feel the, good. The thing, what you just described there is what they call opportunity cost. Like when you spend your time doing something, you're not spending your time doing something else. Right. So when you're spending your time, just make it simple. When you're spending your time working, you're not spending your time with your family. Yeah. Like opportunity cost. Yeah. So you have to pick what, what's, what's going to give me the most bang for my buck. Yeah. And so at the point, at that point, it was working very yeah. hard, right? Um, so I did that and stayed till it was dark most of the time, just making money, working on the weekends and stuff. Um, but that you kind of get burnt out on that pretty quickly. Yeah. Especially whenever you have kids at the house, because yeah. you're like, man, I really need to be there and like be involved in like teaching them about the hard work that I'm doing instead of doing the hard work. Yeah. And, and then missing out on it, you know? And Jason Khalifa in a book called AMRAP, AMRAP Mentality. AMRAP just stands for as many reps as possible. Mm -hmm. um, he installed a home gym, kind of like what you've done. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, it's more about, it's more than just the convenience of having a home gym. I have kids and a majority of the time I leave for the day and they don't know, especially at the age of your kids where they like five and two, five and three. Yeah, three and two, about to be two. Kay. About to be four and about to be two. Okay, so they're that age. You leave for the day. They don't know like what you're going off and doing, but you have a gym at home, and they get to witness you working hard, yeah. sweating, breathing heavily, and they're like, they don't know it yet, but they're starting to develop an understanding of what hard work is. Right. Because they, they don't know that you're going off and working hard all day to provide a house and food for them. They don't think yeah. about that stuff, but they see you working your butt off in the gym, sweating, breathing hard, like out like out of breath. Yeah. Um, they're like, Oh, so I don't really know what's is. going on, but deep down they're like, this is what hard work is. Yeah. So it's good for them. 
So, um, so since then I've left, I've left that company and I've gone to start partnering with another guy and trying to get the ball rolling on a handful of other ventures. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where, where I'm at right now. I'm going to be starting a couple different things and, um, trying to, you know, do that again. Uh, we've actually talked about this. I was about to say jump in my slingshot again, but I'll bring that up really quickly because we've talked about this before. Um, I feel like sometimes in life you have to get into a slingshot, if you will. Like you're, you know, like kids used to put marbles in the slingshot. Yeah. You're the marble and you put yourself in the slingshot and you pull it back. You're taking a step back to go two steps forward. So as soon as you let go of that slingshot, you're going further than yeah. what you were. And that's, dude, that's working out. Like when you're yeah. working out, you're actually breaking the muscle tissue down. To get bigger. Yeah. But you go home, you eat some pasta. Eat some pasta. Some spaghetti. <laughs> some eat your veggies. Yep. You get eight hours of sleep. You wake up. You're going to be bigger and stronger. Yeah. Maybe and not it, the next day, but over time. But over time. Yeah. And so that's kind of where we're at. My wife and I have talked multiple times like in, in my life is I quit a steady job to go start a company, advertising company, get in mm-hmm. a slingshot. We're going backwards, but hopefully it'll take us further. Yeah. And it did over, you know, from couple an experience different, standpoint, yeah, different hills and journeys and valleys and stuff. But here we are. Um, and now here I am again. It's like, okay, I left a really good paying steady job. Let's go get back in the slingshot and start over. You yeah. Know? But hopefully, you know, in the end, and I believe it will happen, we're just, we're going to be better off than what we were. Yeah. And that's the goal, you know. So that's kind of where I come from is I just, I like to work. I like, now my perspective has changed. I like people because I realize that it's not about what you know, it's who you know. Yes. You know? And I, yes. You and have no. to know a certain, yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's and relationships. And I want to jump into that a little bit because a lot of people say it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. And I'm like, well, if the people you, if you don't have anything meaningful to contribute to the conversations you're having with said who, yeah, they don't want to have another conversation with you. Like you've got to have meaningful things to bring to the conversation. You have to know a little bit about what their profession is. Yeah, you have to do your homework. If you ever want to have it, yeah, it's from How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, Really good book, by the way. You read it, right? Yeah. Um, like learning a lot about the people that you're yep. going to have a conversation with. So what you know matters. Who you, I think they matter equally. <laughs> I would say they matter equally because yeah. you have to bring like what your experience, your knowledge, your credentials to that person. To show them that you're worth talking to or willing like, to exactly. be. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, they're probably not going to deal with you if they don't feel, especially like big wigs, higher up yeah. people. They're not going to deal with you if they don't feel that you can bring anything of value to their life. Yeah. So and I think we'll kind of get into that a little bit later as well, like on just the people skills and stuff. Yeah. But taking it back, that's kind of what I learned, you know, through my journey of not going to school is I didn't get the book knowledge, but I got a lot of like people skills. Yeah. I learned how to work hard. I learned how to deal with people, even difficult people. Um, and just kind of is like, what does the world have to offer here for me? Like what? And, it, and the more you like look into it and dig into it, it's what do you want? Yeah. You know? And that's kind of like where we're at now is like, okay, where do we want to be? Write that goal down and then go, okay, that's where we're going. So you did it in like a school standpoint. And I did it from more of like a work standpoint. Same thing. It's like, this is where yeah. we're going. Let's go get there. Let's go get it. And my thing is to, if becoming a physical therapist didn't require me to get a doctorate, I wouldn't have done it. Like it's just, and I say that to say this, I did what I had to, to do what I wanted to. Yeah. Um, 
same with you. I mean, we, our approach was, our mental approach was the same, but it just so happened that the thing I wanted to do required school and you didn't really know at that point in time, uh, but you knew what you didn't want. And sometimes knowing what you don't want, knowing what you aren't is just as valuable as knowing what you are or what you do want. So even I knew what I wanted, you knew what you didn't want. And we still ended up in a similar place. That's crazy. So we're talking about more of like school or no school. And yeah. then it's the same thing. You know what you want, but you know what you don't want. Yeah. But either way, it doesn't valuable. matter. Yeah. And when you break it down, like a lot of parents try to force kids, you have to go to college, like you said, mm-hmm. or hey, you have to own the family business or whatever it is. Yeah. It's like life is looking at you in the face going, what do you want? Yeah. Just pick something and or, let's go. You know? Or what do you not want? Yeah. Or because, what do you not want? Yeah. And I think Matthew McConaughey talks about that a little bit. He was like, I didn't know what I wanted or I didn't know who I was, but I knew who I wasn't. Yeah. And I can work with that. And then he goes, green light. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's just a starting point. Yeah. Cause you're going to, like I said, Doug, cool. you're gonna That's set, a, what a neat realization. Yeah. You set like a, you set a goal and that goal, like I said, may move or you may be a little to the right or a little to the left, but at least you have an idea. Yeah. So that's like, what I would recommend to somebody right now, yeah, if they're like just graduated high school or finishing up high school, is like, okay, go to college or not, it doesn't matter. Just set yourself a goal yeah. and know where you're going, and that's going to be that you're going to be so much further than everybody else in life if you're willing to go. Here's where I'm going, even if you don't fully know. Yeah, and it's okay if it doesn't require a college degree. That's okay, and I want like a lot of, especially people younger than us, like you just said, people yeah. graduating high school. It's okay not to go to college. And this is coming from someone who did all of the college. Right. Um, but if if you want to become a doctor or a lawyer, things like that, that you, require a degree, you have to, you have to go to college. Yeah. You can't just skip all of that. You've got to pay your dues. You've got to go to undergrad and make the good yeah, grades, yeah. go to college. But if you don't know what you want to do or if you want to do something that doesn't require college, you don't have to go to college. You can like, still be successful. I'm stepping out of the mold that I feel like the generation above us set now, like you have to go to college or else you'll never put Well, it wasn't the available for a lot of those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like when it became available to a lot of people, they're like, you have to go. It's amazing. Yeah. Which depends on what you want to do. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. If you want to be a doctor, you have to go. Yeah. A lawyer, you have to go. Yeah. If you want to drive a skid loader for the rest of your life, you don't have to. Yeah. yeah. You don't need a degree in business. Yeah. You can you can do whatever you want to do. Just find like what, what makes you, you know, what makes your day worth it. At the end of the day, you can go back and go, that was a good day. Something that kind of like jumping into that a little bit, something that kind of made me, mm, for lack of a better term, giggle. <laughs> what a word, giggle. Um, something that made me, there's like a business degree with a focus on entrepreneurship. And I'm like, the real entrepreneurs aren't here. The real entrepreneurs are out there being an entrepreneur. <laughs> and that's what I saw. Learning entrepreneurship. And I, I was always like, that's silly. Like the people who are good at this are like out doing there it. doing yeah. it. Yeah. So that is crazy. But that's kind of where I'm at, where I was, you know, where I'm going. Uh, and we kind of covered like pros and cons of college versus not. I think big takeaway from that is you don't have to. Yeah. But if you don't have to, depending on what your end goal is. Yeah. So know like, your end goal. And we covered that pretty well. Like if you want to do construction, you don't have to get a degree in psychology. No. But if you want to become a physical therapist, if you want to become a, to a medical doctor, if you want to become, you have to go to school. That's just the requirements. But own it. Like if you're going to, if you're going to go to school or if you're going to go to work, yeah. make it you, man. Own it and do it. Like work hard. That's the key. Cause Chase still, like he said, you had to study 
when other people were having fun. Yeah. You used to have to get up early. Like, if you want to go to the gym or if you want to go play Xbox for a while or yeah. whatever, you have to do that whenever you're not working. So you yeah. still got to allot yourself time for hard work. Mm-hmm. And that was the same and way. Like, know what you're there for. Yeah. People are like, oh, I'm in college. It's time to party. I'm like, no, you're in college to learn. <laughs> you're losing Understand. so and much And that's what money. I told my <laughs> younger brother-in-law who just started at WT uh, last year. And I'm like, he has asked me, like, so how, how, how do I become successful in school or how do I do well in school? I'm like, know why you're there. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're there for school. Yeah. You're not there to get a girlfriend. You're not there to party. You're not there to, like... Yeah, some of that stuff may happen, but you're there for school. Like that's the whole reason you're, you're paying, paying seven thousand yeah. dollars a semester. Yeah, like you are paying school. to learn. Yeah, and if you go to work, you yeah. Sometimes you pay with not money, but you pay with like you look bad or you like look like a dummy because you say the wrong things. But you learn, and you pay with like like chunks in your pride almost. Yeah, you know. But it helps you learn, and we'll go into that again. With failure. Yeah. Um, later on, talk about like how failure kind of helps you grow and all that stuff. Yeah, and we we jump into that next episode with my dad, Chris Christie, um, and he. I think we're gonna title it the the bright side of failure. Yeah. Is what we discussed like off mic earlier. Um, but yeah, big takeaway from today. Uh, college versus not college. It if it requires college, do it. If it doesn't require college, don't. And. I think it's pretty cool because we're both testaments to both directions. Right. Uh, you didn't do the college route and you ended up in a good spot. I did do the college route, ended up in a good spot. So yeah. I think the underlying that. thing is hard work. Just, just work, dude. Yeah. And I think, I think my def- definition of like hard work would be like doing things even when you don't feel like doing them. Yeah. Like if I could give you one thing, because you're not going to want to do stuff a lot of the time. You just understand that and move forward. Yeah. And that goes back to knowing your your goal. Like, you know that if I don't, if okay, I can study today or I can play Xbox today, but I'm here for school, and Dude, I'm here and to get you know get an A. I have to, you know. Yeah. And crazy enough, like the most fulfilled I've ever felt. Okay, that's pretty bold. I've <laughs> back it yeah, up. Back it up. Of the times I felt really fulfilled, it's when I got a good grade on a really hard test. Yeah, that's when I was like more than like because i used to compete in physique shows yeah, yeah. Uh, like a bodybuilding type of show um competed in some crossfit events like physical yeah uh high physical demand type of things and i felt like yeah i felt accomplished after that but especially that board exam i got that grade back and i was like on cloud nine for i'm still a little bit on cloud nine <laughs> and i got results <laughs> back like august 16th 2021 is when i got yeah. results back and i still wake up every day like Thank God. <laughs> that was so cool. I Nailed still it. feel cool about that. It's still, it's a wonderful feeling. Um, but I understood that. I'm like, I'm going to feel a lot more accomplished, a lot yeah. more um, further down the road, I guess, if I make a good grade on this test, as opposed to if I go one more round in Black Ops, Call of Duty, yeah. Zombies. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. The fulfillment. But it takes looking past where you currently are to see that. Which is hard. Yeah. Because it's not fun to study. Yeah. It's not fun to study. It is fun to play video games, which is going to pay off further down the road. Yeah. And I still play video games, by the way. (laughs) Not dogging. I have a game room in my house, like, (laughs) slash office. But I think that kind of ties in everything, though, is kind of what we're wanting to accomplish today is just go over college and not. 
Yeah. And just our opinions and our backgrounds and just set up everything because we're going to be going forward. We're going to be talking all all areas of growth. Yeah. And next month we're going to be talking to Chris, like you said, um, mm-hmm. on failure. And that's going to kind of kick off a little bit of a series. We want to kind of carry that out and really dig into failure mm-hmm. um, and, and success because those go hand in hand, you know. Yeah. And then um, kind of break out and we'll do some other stuff. But we have a lot of good... A lot of good ideas and people that we want to talk to. Yeah. Um, so we hope you guys kind of stick around and enjoy and uh, join us in and growth. A wide variety of people too. Yeah. Um, normal everyday, quote unquote, like normal everyday uh, people, deans of colleges, um, social media influencers, like legit influencers, yeah. like trainer from New York, um, sponsored athletes, things like that. Yep. Um, other podcast people. I could yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of people. We got a lot of people we're going to talk to. Yeah. Dude, someday, Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan <laughs> have them out to Canyon. That'd be so cool. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. So, yeah, stick around and um, we hope to see you guys next month. Yep. It's a wrap. <laughs> Bye.